So yesterday we began to examine this uh, passage of the Talmud. Anyone who causes a chasen to rejoice merits Torah, because just like the chasen kala, the Torah describes them with five voices, so too the Torah was given with five voices. And therefore, if you cause a chasen to be happy, you'll merit Torah. So we explained that the number five wasn't just an arbitrary number that happened to uh, coincide with both chasen and Torah. Rather, that number expresses the, the inner bond between them. The chasen is in the relationship between chasen and kala. He is one who gives to the kala. And the kala receives from the chasen. The same way the Torah gives to Jewish people. But the kind of thing the, the Torah gives to Jewish people is related to as a chasen, the number five. What's significant about number five? I don't remember what number four is about. We'll get to number five. Okay, so the four kinds of things that exist in the world, that's true. Where does that come from? Four worlds. Four worlds, okay. Each of the four worlds also has those four kinds of things. Okay, where does that come from? Four mothers. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> you're, you're, you're pressing the security code in the door too many times. Where does that come from? Where the four worlds come from? No, four worlds, guys. Not so. It's not so. You should know this. The four worlds come from the four letters of God's name. You give up, okay? Right. So the uh, gave us the Torah. He didn't just give us the Torah. With what's unique about Torah is the Torah comes from Anoichi, comes from the essence of Hashem, higher than the Yud of Shemavai. So, just like when um, when you speak. You reveal to someone what's going on inside of you, what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, which are previously are hidden. And your speech has a lot to do with the content of what you're saying. Your, your voice reflects the content of what you're, you're saying. You're saying an idea, you're saying a commandment. You could tell by the tone of voice. In a similar way, the Torah is the source for all these divine flows in creation, the four kinds of divine flow you give off. Okay? And the Torah has a fifth element, which we'll learn about, which is related to Anechi, and these five elements in Torah are uh, are uh, reflected in the fact that Torah was given with five voices. The five voices means five kinds of divine flow. So, understand exactly what that's about. We got into discussion about we we don't know. Rebbe says we don't know how spirituality works. We can learn from the physical creation of spirituality what these spiritual energy what the various various distinct spiritual energies are so so far we discussed was the uh, difference between inanimate or inert matter versus uh, vegetation um, anyone remember why the word inanimate isn't really an adequate word it really has animation, it really has animation. the result says everything everything has an so the the tzameach, is called has energy which is discernible. You could see that the thing is growing, and animals and humans they're different than than the inert matter. However, um, we concluded yesterday by saying that if we were to divide the categories in body and soul, then inert matter and vegetation would be in one category, and the animals and the humans would be in a second category. Although, if you look specifically, you would you would say that that inert matter is very different than than, than vegetation too. But body and soul, you could group the first two in the category of body and the last two in the category of soul. And we brought a halachic example for this. We concluded yesterday. Remember the halachic example? Halachic example, how we see that animals are different than vegetation. 
Alex? At first, we weren't allowed to eat the animals. That's right. Very good. Excellent. At first, you're not allowed to eat animals before the flood. Very good. Very good. What is, you're not allowed to eat animals for $500? Bing. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, okay, so now let's try to figure out exactly the differences between um, these first two categories, the second two categories. Why are we calling them one body and one soul? Um, wh- wh- why are they so distinct from each other? So we are on um, the bottom of page uh, three. It's a good question. Um, I think the Zohar alludes to the answer to that question. The Zohar says, Anoichi means God himself, who is not alluded to by any letter or any tip of a letter, or any crown of a letter. Usually, um, the various um, letters of God's name, various words of Torah, they contain godly energies in them, and that's why they're holy. Um, but the godly energy in Hanechi is something which is just, it's reflected by that word, but it's not something that, rep- that word represents God's essence, doesn't contain it. It's, it's actually not a holy word. It's an Egyptian word. It's specifically not a holy tongue, then the holy tongue, which actually is not relevant to our class right now, but the reason why Hashem gave the Torah specifically and he expressed his essence in the, with that word is because the, the, um, the way to connect, uh, the way what the Torah's objective is, 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 is to elevate the most mundane parts of our life. It says the reason why the Lashon Kodesh, why Hebrew is called the Holy Tongue, is because there's no word in Hebrew to describe, uh, to describe things which are not uh, modest. Uh, versus the, the tongue that Hashem gave us, His essence, that's the Egyptian tongue, the lowest of all the languages. Because the, the where do you see uh, your the, the terror has really reached you, and the way the terror wants to reach you is if if it elevates even the most mundane, the most lowest, the, the most physical parts of your life, if they are also imbued with holiness, that's that's the mess. That's what the terror is about. Hashem wants Hashem gave us His essence, and He wants us to. And how do we connect to Hashem's essence specifically by beholder chachad eyu, fulfilling the words of of the terror in all your ways, in your ways, your personal ways, you know Hashem. Okay, so it's, it's similar to, by the way, Chassiz gives an analogy of the laws of the tzitzis versus the laws of a talus, that the, the talus has less holiness than the tzitzis because a talus is all, it's a, it's a, it's a transcendent light, it doesn't, it's not contained by the talus, versus the tzitzis have kedusha because the tzitzis have a more of a, a, a smaller kind of light that's contained by them. They're a vessel for it. Unlike the word anechi, it's not something which, 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 which is a, a vessel for the kedusha in it. It just reflects that kedusha. Okay, now let's get back to our subject over here. Bottom of page three, what's the difference between the first two categories, why are we calling them body, and the second two categories, why are we calling them soul? The difference between them is as follows. By animals, the kind of life force that they have is a soul life force. Animals have desire. There may be reflective movements in plants or whatever, but they don't have a, a desire. Desire is something which only animals have. Vegetation and inert matter does not have desire. That's an expression of soul. It's a different kind of energy. You want. That idea of you want, that's something which, which is a different kind of energy. That's a soul energy. As it says in the Torah, in note 30, there brings some Yirmiya, it says, 
My soul is not for this people. My desire is not for this people. We see desire and soul are related to each other. Read further in that note. In the inert matter and vegetation, since they do not have desires and feelings, you cannot call, you cannot say they have a soul. Yes, the reason says they have a soul, but not in a similar way that uh, that animals and humans do. They don't ha- they don't have desires. They don't have, they don't have feelings. Vchein Beis, next page. Af, page four. Another difference between animals and vegetation is in the in the body of an animal there is a automatic movement in the animal when the soul wants to do something. The body of the animal is one with the soul of the animal. The extent of the essence of the animal isn't, isn't its body. It's not, a, it's not a corporality. Rather, what is the essence of the body of the animal? It's its soul. The body of the animal moves immediately as this, and when the animal wants to move. And that indicates that the soul of the animal and the body of the animal are one. And therefore, it move, it's, 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 you can notice it by the fact that it moves immediately when the animal wants to move. But that just indicates that the body of the animal and the soul are one. It's not like, like the animal is being pushed by its soul and it's something separate from the, the body of the animal. Rather, because it's one with the animal, as soon as the soul wants something, it moves. Let's just finish the paragraph and then we'll discuss this. Unlike vegetation, not only does the energy of the vegetation, the energy of, of plants and trees and grass, not only does its life force not cause a change to the essence of its body, the energy of the body, of the, the energy, the, the life force in vegetation is a bodily life force. He called Mohusahi, what's the essence of the life force of vegetation? All it does is it causes the body of the, of the tree to grow. It's the life force of the body of vegetation is just about body. It's a body getting bigger. Versus the body of the animal, of, of the body of the animal, its body is all about the soul. Its body is all about what does the soul of the animal want. So by the body of the animal, its life force is about body getting bigger. Its life force is about body. By the, by the animal, it's the opposite. The whole point of the body is to fulfill the desire of the soul. And it, it's one, it's, it's, it's the kind of life force that it has is a soul life force. I want, I feel, there's a soul there. And therefore, we're just saying that the animal and the vegetation are in two distinct categories. One is in the category of body, one is in the category of soul. Okay, anyone understand that? Yes, or that. That's a good question. That's a good question. There's similar things it says about the Baal Shemtiv that his tzitzis would shake by themselves. It says about the Rebbe Hashab. The Rebbe Hashab was once visited by a group of heretics. And uh, they, were, they weren't like we call heretics today. People, the Freakabah says, you, if, you, if you open up sunflower season Yom Kippur, you're not a heretic. You have to actually know Terry to be a heretic. To deny the Terry, you, 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 you have to know it. So these heretics were, were uh, Yiddish uh, from the Bundist movement, you know, the, 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 the proper 
proper Yiddish heretics, <laughs> and they and they were telling their but how they spent their time on Sukkot. They're making up uh, gramin. They're making up poems. So they made a poem about the schach, and they said one of the, one of their poems that the schach rhymes with lach. Schach rhymes with laughing. Rebbe <laughs> Shab said after they left, if they would know how much the schach laughs at them, they wouldn't be laughing. So, so, so uh, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure uh, the answer to your question. I, I think perhaps it may be similar to the concept of Gilgulim, which means when we say that someone like Chas Hashem experiences a Gilgul in something, people are prone to say when they see that the cat is standing there listening to Avdallah, that the cat must be a Gilgul. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the fact that standing there by Avdallah has nothing to do with it. Because um, an animal doesn't have thought and feeling, and even an animal which has a Gilgul of something also doesn't have thoughts and feelings. What a reason why Gilgul is called a... I'm sorry, not... Uh, yeah, the, the, the reason why being a Gilgul is a punishment is precisely because there's no expression of soul in whatever you're put into. Um, it's like it's like Chizgiz analogy of being tied in a bag. So, so you are there in a bag. You are there in the bag called a, a, a dog. You're there in the bag called a cat. So, so, so it's not that your soul has no expression in the dog or cat. You're just there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, 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 so I'm making a distinction between saying that the the, the, the 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 cup of water has a spark of Hashem in it, and the spark of Hashem yearns to be close to Hashem, right? I, I'm 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 contrasting that with saying the that what we're saying over here that it has no feelings, has no thoughts, right? There is, there is a, an animal, right? That has, a, has let's say an animal has a gilgul of someone in there. So the animal does not conscious of all of the kedusha of havdalah, whatever. But there is something in there that is conscious. But that's not what we when we conventionally say an animal wants, animal desires. We're not talking about the animal's desire to havdalah, the animal's desire to do animalistic things, to eat, to drink, whatever, to sleep. So th- there, there clearly is a difference between. Um, the, the godly spark of something versus its conscious its conscious uh, reality. So the, uh, yeah, the, the, there is a part of the of the stone which is uh, the, the godly holy part of the stone which 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 is upset when someone steps on it and doesn't say words of Torah. Then there is then there is the uh, then there is the, the stuff of the stone which is uh, not, which else which it's a hard, I, I, I hear what I'm saying. Fine it's line. a fine line. I'm, I'm I'm grappling with words over here, but you hear what I'm trying to say. There there is, there is a godly element there. The godly element, which has nothing to do with 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 the substance of it. Nothing to do with, There is the conscious substance of something, and there is its its godly. So yes. We can't, we can't bring the spark that's creating something from nothing into this composition. Like that's a whole other. Right. Of, of divinity. Right. That that that's that's where I'm going. Right. That's that, that that's the very. I mean, the emphasis is. You, 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 you derailed us successfully. Thank you very much. It's good. It's good. It's good. It was a very good one, actually. It was a very good point. Um, um, and that's precisely Stam. That's precisely the meaning of the word daemon. Daemon means that there is a divine reality there, and that divine reality is not talking at all. It's, 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 it's no. Is no impression of it. The animal. The divine reality, the divine source of the animal, or the energy of the animal, is having some kind of noticeable impact on the animal, but not its divine, not its divine uh, uh, godliness that it's, its attraction to Hashem, its knowledge of Hashem. That's not affecting the animal. 
Um, you can't say that the flower has a rut zone to have water and sunshine. No, you can't. You can't. The so does that funny thing where like the trees will like, like they're just following the sun. You have to go more, more, more to Texas more often instead of to, of to California. <coughs> so, okay, well, let's get into this a little bit more deeper. The, the, the first concept that Ev mentions, that the kind of life force in the animal is a soul life force, that is connected to the second point that Ebbe says, that the essence of the animal's body is its soul. Versus, by the vegetation, that the, that the energy of its body, the energy of the body of the, the life force, the body of the vegetation, its whole point is to make the vegetation bigger. Therefore, we don't say that the vegetation is a soul-like energy. It's, it's on, the, on the contrary, it's souls for its body. So, there is a word in this important word, the word is muhus. Muhus is translated. Oh. How, do you, how do you translate it, Rabbi? Muhus is translated as an essence, but really, what muhus is made up of two words. Muhus is made up of the words ma hu. What is this thing? Well, let's not go there right now. That was a different word, but let's not go there. So you, you, can, go, you can go violent if you discuss, start getting to that. Uh, okay, so. That means the soul and body are not two different things that one moves the other. Rather, the body itself is alive. So the, when we say that the mohus, the essence of the body, is the soul, what that means is it's not that there's a soul pushing the body, the separate entity. It's not like a remote control car where the, the energy, the batteries are moving the car. Rather, through the life force of the animal, life force, which is an animal, um, the body of the animal, the flesh of the animal, is nullified to its life force. So it's, so it's transformed from being an animal to being a soul-like creature. Um, that's the reason why the body of the animal, um, why any person, you're, you don't feel your body so much. Rather, the Gemara says, if you carry someone outside on Shabbos, you carry a person, a person who's alive on Shabbos, it's different to carrying someone who's a dead on Shabbos. What's the difference? If, if you carry someone who's alive, the, the Gemara brings a, 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 an opinion, a, a way of looking at it, that you're not liable. Why? Because someone who's alive carries themselves. It, what does that mean? That means that just like you, you don't feel your body is... Not someone's sick. They don't notice their body parts. They don't notice this, this limb, that limb. The, 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 uh, on the contrary, the fact you feel your body, that means you're sick. Because that shows us this lack of a union between body and soul. So that's why the, um, the Ben Oshunamis, when he was resurrected, uh, I'm sorry, before he was resurrected, when he was killed, he said, when he was, when he was killed, what did he say? My head, my head. He noticed that that indicates that. Uh, oh, so much. Thank you. I didn't know it was a few days older than you. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. That's a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Same, how do you play? Neither, we're still finishing it up. You want me to get you tomorrow? I'll get one. I'll get it. Let's get it. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Okay, so so the Ben Shanamis, before he was killed, what did he say? He said, "My head." It means that that, that that's a, this is an example in Tanakh where we see that noticing the body is a sign that the body is isn't well. Um, and, but the healthy state of the body is a high that the soul lifts itself up, that you don't notice you don't notice any particular limb of your body when you're healthy. And this is also the reason why um, when why people look at, um, at you look people look at your face when they talk to you. Because you you see the soul more in the face than you see in other parts of the body. You don't look at someone's toes when you talk to them, you look at their face. Why? Because that's that, that that's expression of their soul. So since the essence of the body is its soul by an animal, therefore its soul doesn't need to command the body and to and to wait for the body to agree to fulfill its requests. Rather, the body of the animal moves the moment the animal wants to do something. It's as if the body itself of the animal wants something. It's as if the animal's desire to move is the body of the animal wanting, not the soul of the animal. Why is that? Because the body and the soul of the animal are, the body of the animal becomes one with its soul. Um, so that's why, um, uh, in general, Hasidic terms the words body and soul as mahus and metzias. Again, what does the word mahus mean? Mahus comes to the word mahu, what is, what is it? And metzias means is existence. The soul of something, the soul, the soul of a body, is the essence of the body. Um, Let's contrast soul and body to intellect and the words. You have an idea. Idea is 2 plus 2 is 4. And you portray that idea through words. Your idea is conveyed through those words. But even though you're using those words, those words aren't the intellect itself. Those words merely portray the intellect. So it's possible to, um, to say those words and not to think anything. You could say 2 plus 2 is 5 for the same price. You, you, the, the words don't actually have any intellectual uh, meaning on the, onto themselves intrinsically. Versus um, body, the body of someone is the body of the soul. The body of something is one with its soul. This, there is, there is the, the stuff of the body, the substance of the body, and then there is the core. What is that thing made out of? The essence of body is soul. The, the essence of a person is its soul. If you were saying that the, the words two plus two equals four is the intellect, in if the we body, were to skew the in the body soul analogy, right. that would be the fact that you did not say two plus two is five. The fact that two plus two is four conveys an idea is not intrinsic to the words two plus two is four. It's because you're reading into those words. The words themselves don't have anything to themselves. Versus your body, the essence of your body is your soul. What what is the mohus of the person? or the mohus of an animal, the mohus is its soul. Your body is something which is one with your soul, and your, bo- and your body is only there to fulfill the desires of your soul. The animal soul. The animal soul. Why don't you listen to your godly soul? Your godly soul is also a good thing, no? Okay. Um, so that's why, in, in general, we're, we're making these two distinct categories between vegetation and inert matter and animals and human. We're saying that vegetation and inert matter they're in the category of body versus animals and human in the category of nefesh category of soul. This will help us understand the five voices of, um, of the uh, why the Torah was given in five voices connecting to um, 
the four letters of Hashem's name and the level beyond them. Can we go stop here?